Hey, welcome to Real Talk episode 19. I'm Todd, this is AJ. Hello. And here we are, episode 19, one off of 20. And as That's I've right. mentioned, I feel like I've said this before, it's weird. I think that we should do something exciting and new for episode 20. We don't know what. Well, I have some ideas. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I love making promises that we have to keep and makes everyone scramble and be stressed It's going to be fun. You guys are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, that's promising more than... I didn't say they'd enjoy it. I said it would be new. Well, then I just one-upped. Dang it. All right. Hey, anyway, in all seriousness, I'm really excited. What is Real Talk? Real Talk developed out of an idea that came... Uh, that was from a sermon series that we do at our church every 6 to 12 weeks, which we're getting ready to do again. It's exciting. Uh, every 6 to 12 weeks in which we interact with the congregation live. They can text a question that goes into a database and it immediately comes up... Uh, anonymously, and we would interact with that. Which, by the way, if you look above this video, you will see, and it may have popped up on the screen, I don't know, but above this video, you're going to see a link, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. If you click on that, you can go, it'll give a form fillable box, ask a question, it'll be entered into a database completely anonymously, and we will get it answered here on that's Real right. Talk. Yep. Um, that's our plan. So we're almost, we're approaching 600 questions that have been asked. That's insane. We have answered, here's what's even crazier, pretty much all of them. In between the actual sermon series, this, and our live. Goodness. Uh, so, yeah, we need more. So, if you guys have thoughts, questions, let us, you know, we're sitting around a table together having friendship. Like, tell us what's on your mind. What are you thinking about? That's yes. kind of where we're at. That's great, man. So, <laughs> yes, it is great. I am excited about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, the other thing it developed from uh, was just conversations, like I just said, that we have with friends where we really get deep, and it really blessed us, and we are like, what would it be like to invite people into those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and since we have, you guys have been part of this ministry, so it's really cool. You guys have spread the positivity, you know, by liking, sharing, following our page. Uh, man, it's crazy to see how much we've grown since the beginning. Uh, like you crazy. said, starting from the... Starting from just a sermon series all the way up to doing a live session. Bottom now we're here. That's right. <laughs> Hashtag Drake. Um, so, um, no. 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 Um, so yeah, thank you guys for being a part of it, especially if you've been here since the beginning. You guys have managed to see our progress and just stick around. So thank you guys so much. Yeah, I really think it would be cool if you haven't watched episode one, scroll way down to the bottom. Yes. Go, I don't know where they're at. And go click on episode one. It's pretty funny. To look uh, yeah, I agree. From. It's super cool, man. Super Although surreal. I, I liked, you know, I liked the setting then, and now it's just different. Yeah, you we've... can tell we started it about seven months ago. We had coats on. Yeah, uh, it's true. Yeah, it's cold. Uh, all right, so we usually start just kind of catching up on life. I'm really curious, man. I don't know mm -hmm. what's been on your mind. So, what? Uh, <laughs> what's? How's your week been? Uh week's been solid. Um, I know that I've had this idea in my mind um, about. We've kind of previously talked about it, but um, I tend to get caught up in the motions of life, and when it's it's really funny because when you know today comes when it's ready to film, we always tend to have like a good conversation that kind of sums up everything. I'm like, man, that just really brought me back into perspective. Um, so I taught you know, <laughs> it's funny because we've we've previously talked about this, but. Um, I get caught up in the motions, and then I have these conversations, and this weird weight kind of comes off. Um, and I think it's like it's almost like I feel this weird sense of like pressure in a way of like having to know what I'm up to, like like having it all together in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a really good conversation today about. I mean, I've said it like twenty times. We had a really good conversation. Well, it was a good conversation. Whoa. It was a good conversation. Um, but what was the rule? I don't know. Because I feel like I'm repeating myself. It's a like lot. you're mocking yourself. I know. <laughs> I'm the worst. But um, 
so we had a really good conversation before filming this, um, and it just made me realize how much you know I can tend to put on that mask of like you know like like it's like it's 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 insecurity, but I put on this mask of making it look like I'm okay and I have everything together, just so I don't have to because I feel like I have this weird pressure of having to be like that because I feel like every time I mess up or every time um, I'm not progressing or getting better in something. Um, I'm letting people down or I feel like I'm just a burden and people are just, you know, they feel obligated to have to deal with me. They don't want to, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what I've been, like, that's what's been on my mind. Yeah. And I, we had talked about this. You had mentioned it previously a little bit. So I think it's cool that you're doing this for everyone else. But mm -hmm. one of the things we sort of discussed is how, you know, sometimes there's pride that's involved in that. Mm. But a lot of times it's this weird lie that we believe where we're on a time limit. Like people will... Well, we're afraid to show them who we really are in our real struggles yes, because they won't want us anymore. But also, and you brought this up, was the idea that I feel like you said you kind of feel like they'll maybe you can share at the beginning, but if you're not fixed within a certain predetermined amount of yes. time, then yes. they don't want to deal with you anymore. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think that, you know, that's, that, that's a really good point that we have that thought of this idea that. Yeah, you know, people may be okay with what I'm struggling with, mm -hmm. but not, but only for a certain amount of time. And so, even if we're real at the beginning, we kind of become sometimes more fake again, or not only fake, but we keep it to ourselves more because we think, well, they're not going to put up with right. Me at I this haven't point. progressed quick enough. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. That's man. Good. Yeah. What about you? How's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, yeah, it's been pretty good. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I say this all the time, so I don't want to repeat myself, but I'm going to. I just really uh, have been considering and thinking about what if, this idea of what if, that was a sermon, just what if this is all real? And then it is real. And you guys, are, if, you're, if you're a frequent watcher, viewer of this, mm -hmm. you'll know I say this a lot, but you know, I, kind of going to what you said, I don't have everything fixed. Mm -hmm. So of course I'm going to wrestle with this a lot. And it's just that idea of, you know, the different areas of my life do I live like it's real in this area, not just this area? So not just at church, but here and here and here and relationships and job and work and all these areas, you know, do I let what the, this Christian thing that I, that I believe to be real, do I let it affect every part of my life or do I kind of um, compartmentalize it and put it in different boxes instead mm. of letting it influence every aspect of my life? Yeah. Because it should, right? I mean, it should influence every aspect of my life. Mm. So it's not really a negative thing. It's not like, oh, I'm beating myself up because I stink. Right. It's more of like, man, like this is, there's a lot of good here and I should be living out of more joy and more excitement. And That's um, convicting. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So that's sort of what's been on my mind. And, and living intentionally, you know, we talk about that a lot. Yeah. Um, with my family even, you know this. I'm not going to yeah. go into details, but just having my family on my mind a lot of do I serve my family, love my family, seek my family out as much as I do, um, you know, the rest, this sounds terrible, but the rest of the world even. Sure. Because you know, I have extended family that don't know, that don't know God, don't know Jesus, and um, don't believe this. Mm -hmm. and do I, do I show them and tell them, not just in my example, but with my words, or have I just accepted like, yeah, whatever, they are who they are. You know, mm. that kind of makes me sad. That's so easy to slip into. Yeah, and I don't want to. Yeah, and, and I don't do that. I'll, I'll be so passionate preaching, you know, the truth of the gospel to people I don't know, and it's like, man, why am I afraid to do that with my family sometimes? Because <sighs> because I because I've done it once and they didn't respond, so I'm like, well, I'll quit now because mm. I've done my part. I don't want to. I don't want to live like that. That's good, man. 
And I like what you talked about compartmentalizing everything, like putting God in a box, because I know that's I slip into that real easy. I think like sometimes I'll literally catch myself like just in conversations, like I'll like literally be putting God in a box just from the things I say, mm. like not truly believing that He can come through in certain situations or yeah, just man. whatever, man. Like we talk, yeah, like, it is so crazy. If we believe it, we talk about, and, and I know everyone believes this, and so sometimes I feel crazy because I'm like, okay, everyone says they get this, but we don't live like it. Mm. It says that God split the Red Sea so that the Israelites could go through. He, there, was a, there was water, and he split it <laughs> in this miraculous way, and they walked through it, and we're like, yeah, but he can't handle my financial situation, or he can't yeah. handle my relationship, or he can't handle changing me. Or, or giving situation. me patience. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you know, we just... We, we make God, um, I kind of read this in a book, so I'm not stealing the idea, but it's almost like we take the lion, right? The lion of Judah, Jesus, mm-hmm. and we make him this cub. Like he doesn't really have the power anymore that he used to have. We live like that, mm. but he does. It's the same God. We even talked about it in our men's group a little bit. We yeah. talked about the idea of like, this is the same God. So anyway, that's what I've been thinking about. That's good, man. So we got some questions. We'll get started. Yeah. Now, before I... <laughs> ask this question we have an episode this would be a really cool um, like if, if this if famous someday which isn't going to happen but it would be cool it would be like the lost episode of Real Talk because there's an episode floating out there that unintentionally was sort of like a sex episode it was um, every and, single question yeah and we, we didn't even intend it that way it's just they kind of came in a row they came, yeah. and they were real questions and mm-hmm. we wanted we answered them and I'll be honest like we because we want to make, at the time, we hadn't been doing it real long, so we wanted to make sure people kind of knew what we were doing before right. we threw this out. So we put it out, and then we sort of freaked out. We're like, ah, we don't want people to think right. this is all we're about. So we took it off, or it's on. We don't know. Um, but that we're going to re-release that at some point, just so you know, because I yeah. think it's really beneficial for people. And those are real questions. Yeah. Uh, but a similar question was on that. In case it ever comes out, we're going to ask that today. Okay. And that's really... The only reason I'm telling them so that they know that that episode will be coming out. Sure. So the question is, I hear a lot about not watching porn if you're married or in a relationship. What about if you're single? Um, it's still wrong. And because it doesn't matter whether you're in a relationship or married, um, if you're looking at a woman with lust, it's still sin. So um, in a way, I feel like you're still committing adultery in that sense. Like, Yeah. Um. Completely agree with you. So, first of all, adultery is wrong, but yes. so is sexual immorality. Here's the way it ah, is. The only way that we are supposed to have sex, and this is blunt truth, is if we are in, um, if we're in the covenant, we're married, a marriage between a man and a woman, then it's a beautiful thing. It's created for that. God created sex. It's great. Outside of that, it's not okay. It's wrong. It's a sin, right? Yes. <clears throat> Jesus, the point of Jesus saying, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery within your mind. What he's saying is, is that the only thing stopping you from having sex with that woman is opportunity. Yeah. Or man. It could be man too. The only thing that's stopping you. So when you're looking at pornography, you're having sex with that person. The only thing that's changed is they're not in the room with you. And because God looks at the heart, not just the outward appearance, that's why. Um, so it's still wrong. Not only so that's from the spiritual side of it, right? Yeah. Sexual morality, it's wrong. You're having sex. The only difference is is that they're not in the room with you right then. Mm. However, the other side of it is let's look at it 
even psychologically, you know, the effects pornography have on yes. a person's mind, mm -hmm. the unfair expectations it sets up for the marriage, both sides, yes. because those are actors. Mm -hmm. um, and <clears throat> pornography is very, it's, you know, it's funny because the world's kind of catching up with Christianity in this sense, because Christianity, this is an area that I think we've been a leader in where we've always said this is wrong, it's bad. And now the world, non-Christians, psychologists and everything are are acknowledging the damaging effect that pornography is having on culture, on minds, um, on humans. And yes. so there are movements now, you know, Christianity for a long time has had ways, how do we overcome pornography addiction and, and had counseling and all that kind of things. And now the world is catching up and coming up with their own secular versions of that of like, listen, we need to, we need to stop this. We need to break people's um, addictions to pornography because wow. it's literally been proven it rewires the way our brain thinks and functions. Yes. Um, and that's dangerous. Very dangerous, man. So like, um, I, I've read some things about it, and it's honestly it's terrifying. Yeah, like w the effects it has on your brain, man. Like like literally like like building up like that release of the chemicals in your Dopamine brain and, and all that's that right. stuff. And yeah, and you know it gets to a point where you have to you know it gets uh, you have to have more, more and difficult, more right. And then so you go darker and exact, darker. Exactly. Yeah. So then once you actually get, you know, like you said, that can affect like a marriage. Cause if, if you are a single guy and then you get married, like, you know, and, and things aren't happening that what you, your brain's used to, then boom, like something's wrong. Yeah. What normal is right. Mm -hmm. And this must be normal. Cause it's on, this is what they do. And I'll say this, cause this is really important. And we touch, we touch on this in that episode, but I want to say it now, mm -hmm. you know, ladies that are watching this, you know, we talk about guys, but you mm -hmm. understand that, um, you are under a, even, particularly in the church, but in general, it's not discussed as much. Mm -hmm. They almost feel even more alone because it's not, it's like, that's a man's issue. Mm. That's not true. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of ladies struggle with that too. And you don't need to feel shame in the sense of, well, I can't tell anyone because women don't struggle with that. Well, <clears throat> that's just a way for you to feel, to end up being trapped in it. Yes. So, um, you know, that temptation, if you're struggling with that, if you have struggled with that, that's something that it doesn't matter the gender. Um, there's, that's a temptation. I mean, yes. with our over-sexualized culture, or you're seeing it, you know, what's interesting, even from when I was a kid, the things that are on TV now would have almost been considered pornographic 20 years ago. And now it's on mainstream Man, TV right. and it's like, oh, this is, this is normal. Yeah. And it's like 20 years ago, it's like, that's X-rated. You know, mm -hmm. now, and it's not, or rated R or whatever, so. Sure. Um, yes. That's really good, man. Uh, you should not watch pornography as a believer. Um, now, I will, I say this, and this is, you know, I can get a lot of flack from the other side, but sure. if you've struggled or are struggling with pornography, do not live in condemnation. Mm -hmm. Do not live in shame. God still loves you, you know. It's not about your identity with him. Any, it's not about that you lose your identity with him or your place with him. It's about the destructive effects it has on you. And as a father, he doesn't want that for you. Mm. And it's wrong um, what it's doing to you. So, you know, talk to someone, share with someone that you're struggling with it. And, so and just know that you don't have to live in shame because mm -hmm. a lot more people than you think are struggling with that or have struggled with it. All right. What do you got? All right. Next question. If people... Have the free will to decide whether or not they believe in God or whatever they follow God's commands. Why does the Bible say that God softens or hardens people's hearts? I think the softens people's hearts is easier to understand. That's the Holy Spirit's movement on people, right? Mm -hmm. It sometimes takes time. That's easy. Uh, easier to understand, I think. So God softening people's hearts, that's what he does. He softens. He softened my heart when softened I became mine. saved at some point. Mm. The hardens people's hearts is one that's a little more confusing because the implication for most people is that he is not giving them free will. He has hardened their hearts so they will not accept him. Mm. So Pharaoh's brought up a lot. 
um, with Moses. It says the verses that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. We've talked about this. Actually, I don't know if you remember this. Slightly. But the concept with this is in God's sovereignty, God allowed the hardness of his heart. See, so this is the way I view this. So there are two different ways. In God's sovereignty, he allowed the hardness of Pharaoh's heart. Mm. Even though he could have stopped it, he could have said no. He allowed it to accomplish his overall picture. So there's a difference between allowing someone's heart to be hardened over time. If you mm -hmm. continually reject the Holy Spirit, your heart can get more and more hard, right? And making that happen. Mm. So it's a word thing. So the reason it says harden is God is sovereign. So it's a way for the biblical authors to say, if God is in control of everything, then that means he has to allow it for it to happen. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So I don't know if that helps you. It's a subtle difference, but there is a difference between, AJ, I'm allowing your heart your heart to be hardened and using that hardness for my glory and for my people versus I'm going to make it so you can never choose. Same mm. with Judas, right? That's um, good. Did, did God make him? You know, even the verse where it says he was destined from this from the beginning, I think something like that. Jesus, they talk about um, this in regards to Judas. It's the yeah. same thing to me. Like God knew what he was going to choose. Does that mean, and this messes people's minds a little bit, the question is, if God, just because God knows what we will choose, does that mean he made us choose it? For me, I don't think so. No. But some people, they, they believe that they're the same thing. So that's my answer to that. Does that make sense, you think? Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm maybe, at least answering you. think real deep for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, these are the questions. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> All right. In John 13, 8, Jesus told John that unless he washes Peter's feet... Okay, yeah, I want to read that again because I think in John 13, 8, Jesus told Peter that unless he washes Peter's feet, he won't belong to him. I Googled what that meant. It talked about how their feet would have been filthy. So was this an analogy then to the feet being us and the filthiness being sin? And if you don't have thoughts on um, it. I can actually read the verse if you want real quick so I know. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm, but I want to read the oh, gotcha. context a little bit. So he got up from supper. Jesus laid aside his robe, took a towel, and tied it around himself. Next, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who asked, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I'm doing you don't understand now, but afterward you will know. You will never wash my feet ever, Peter said. Jesus replied, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and head. Uh, one who has bathed, Jesus told him, doesn't need to wash anything except his feet, but he is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you, because he knew who would betray him. I don't want to mm -hmm. confuse you with that. He's talking about Judas. So that's the section. Um, you have any thoughts on that? Um, I can see how it sounds like they're kind of using that as like a like taking the sin, like like he's clean, he's yeah. washing that away. Um, but I look at this as more as like he's just it's a teaching moment, and he's talking about how you know you must sacrifice, mm -hmm. like like in order. And, and I know, I can't remember if he says it at some point soon after this, but I know he talks about saying, you know, you know, some, the fir first will be last and last will be first. Yeah. Like, he, I feel like he's kind of, he's teaching that in that moment of like, I'm like, he's essentially saying, I'm the son of God, but I'm still going to do these things because that's what love is. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a teaching. Like, yes. I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it necessarily goes into like a weird, like deep analogy sort of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think because we, we're told this in different sections. I think one, um, he goes on, to, one of the other gospels, it kind of, he goes a little deeper about what you just said. That we, the one uh, who must be the greatest must be a servant to all. Yes. So he's, 
there's definitely the idea of you need to humble yourself. You need to live a life of service to others. And then he's mm. saying, look, he even says in one of the other gospels, he said, look, if I, who you call teacher, am cleaning your feet, what should you do for each other? Mm. Um, but I think what Jesus was saying here, I don't think it's exactly what this said, but I think there there is a lesson there when he says, you'll never wash my feet. And Jesus said, no, I wish I had closed it because there's something in the way he <laughs> says it that points to what... <clears throat> Uh, pause for a slight moment. Here we go. <laughs> what I'm doing, you don't understand, but afterward you will know. You'll never wash my feet. And he says, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. He's essentially saying, if I, you don't let me serve you, if you don't let me sacrifice for you, then it's then he's pointing to, um, because he said, what I'm doing now, you're not going to understand. He's pointing to the sacrifice, the way he's going to serve mm. them later. And what he's saying is, if you don't let me serve you, if you don't get in your mind the fact that I serve you and I'm going to sacrifice for you, you won't be able to be with me. Mm. So he's pointing to the cross and what's going to happen there. Because in that, in that sense, Jesus, the king, is lowering himself to take the punishment for us. But no, I don't believe it's an exact analogy of filthy feet to sin. I think he's gotcha. pointing to... You've got to understand, one, you're, you did a good job of connecting it with the rest of the Gospels where it talks about washing mm -hmm. feet. But also, I think what Jesus is saying is you don't get it, Peter. You can't save yourself. You can't serve yourself. You have to let me do it. Mm. And Because that ties with when he said, what I'm doing now, you're not going to understand, but you're going to be able to get this later. Right. Well, does that make sense? Yeah, I become a servant of all. Mm. I have to serve everyone. So I have man. to be the lamb. That makes sense? Yes. Okay. That makes sense to me. Okay, so next question. You got this one marked. After reading Romans three twenty five, this I think it says say week yeah, this week. week. Sorry, I'll start over. <laughs> After reading <laughs> Romans three twenty five this week, I thought about those who died before Christ. I know salvation was always about faith. So what does it mean that the sins committed beforehand? Wait. Yeah, you're right. The beforehand were left unpunished. Oh, were left unpunished. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this week I thought about. Those who died before Christ, I know salvation was always about faith. So, what does it mean that the sins committed before Him were left unpunished? He's, uh, this person is quoting um, mm -hmm. verse twenty-five. Gotcha. Uh, so I'll read verse um, twenty-four through twenty-five real quick. Um, this is Romans three. They are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And before that, He says, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." They are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God presented Himself. As a, I hate this word, propitiation, uh, through faith in his blood to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. And God presented, verse 26, God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, present time so that he would be righteous and he would be righteous and declare righteous the one who has faith in Jesus. So, believe it or not, it feels like these are connected, and they are to a degree. This first part we answered a couple weeks ago about what happens to those who came before Christ. Um, what we can gather from that is that they, when they died, there were two sections of sort of, there's Abraham's bosom, what's called Abraham's bosom, and Sheol. Sheol, um, it was separated in these places. Mm -hmm. Abraham's bosom are those who had faith in God, and they waited until Christ came, and then he led them, right? Yes. Um, to heaven. And those that weren't are on the other side. We know this partly because there is the analogy that Jesus gives, the parable of the the other Lazarus, the, the man who said, hey, um, give me a drink. I'm really thirsty and let me go tell my family about you. That's right. <clears throat> so 
Jesus sacrificed. We know when he died, when it says descend and ascended, he went and freed them, took them back. This verse specifically, though, I think the clue, clue here is that God presented him as uh, appropriation through faith in his blood to demonstrate his righteousness because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. He's talking to them in Rome and saying, listen, if it weren't for Christ, your, the sins that you've committed, even me and you before we knew Christ, it's in his grace that, that, that you weren't condemned for that, that he didn't kill you right then and there. Mm. Because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. He passed, he, he gave you mercy until the moment you accepted Christ, or in this case, he's talking about until the moment Christ came, like he could have killed us at any time, could have wiped you out, but he had mercy and restraint until that punishment came. Like remember, because Christ died as a um, sacrifice, he paid the price for us. He stood in as a substitute for our sins. Yes. But that means that our sins were there before Christ came, right? Before we accepted Christ. That means that's, that this cup was filled with his wrath right and at any point he could have poured that wrath on us but mm. his mercy is what held until christ came does that make sense yes that makes sense random people in the room that may have thought this question or yeah wondered yeah <laughs> and again if you want to interact with this uh in our comments below we'll, yeah. we'll respond to those so we can have a dialogue we've had people do that even mm -hmm. and uh we've answered those so does that make sense sometimes i can be wordy i want to make no, sure man, it's that was, understandable that was good so it's like, hey, what he's saying here is that, listen, you already, because remember, he's talking to these specific people. It's like he wrote a letter to us. He's like, hey, Todd, all that stuff you did, um, it was just his uh, his restraint is why he didn't kill you right then and there. That's right. His restraint until Christ came. So what he was saying is that, right? Like hmm. he could have killed you in a moment, but because um, he was waiting until you accepted Christ, right? I mean, there was this moment he could have destroyed you at any point. But those are good questions. Such an interesting concept. What's really cool is that we've had similar questions the last few weeks, which I always love that because it's like the Holy Spirit working on people in the same way, getting them to think about similar things. So that's really cool. Hmm. That's all I got, man. Yeah, that was the last one. Um, I was hopped up on caffeine today, so I was talking like 5,000 <laughs> miles a minute. It's such an interesting concept, you know, talking about, you know, his restraint and, you know, like you said, he had like you know that cup of wrath, and he, and he you know he strained himself. It was his restraint that stopped him from being poured, uh, and like right it makes me Bef wonder before Christ was there. So he could have poured it. If this is me, these cards, mm -hmm. and he waited to pour that wrath out until Jesus, right for us. That's pretty powerful, <laughs> meaning us specifically. But it was always about faith, and I like that they said that, and those people that before Christ. Um, we're waiting until the wrath paid, but they, but God still held them there and lost hmm. different thing. But go on. Um, it makes you me good wonder. Speaker. <laughs> oh, man, you did great. Um, it makes me wonder, like, about like Revelation, like, like when that time will come. You know, like when that decision. When the restraint will... is over. Yeah, like, yeah, like when man. that decision will be made. It's very interesting. We so. kind of talked about this, um, and even the men's group last week at our church when we talked about, we were actually talking about Saul and Samuel and I kind of got into how thankful we are for Jesus mm -hmm. because the standard even back then, you know, yeah. was the same. And it's it like really we was. didn't have Christ. And the Holy no. Spirit what, could go on someone and then leave mm -hmm. based on their, you know, them following God. And now it's sealed inside of us Whew. because of Jesus. That's incredible. Mm, very easy to take for granted. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's about it, man. You got anything? Yeah. No, man, that was that was good. Um, good questions. Yeah. Definitely got me thinking. Um, 
I'm a part of you guys as well when it comes to just, you know, hearing some of these things and be like, man, like it definitely gets me thinking and, you know, it's just wild. So thank you guys for joining us. Like he said earlier, if you guys have any questions or just want to add anything, start a dialogue, we'll definitely get back to you as soon as we can we in the it. comment section. Yep. Um, thank you guys for the support. It's so crazy that we're almost on episode 20 next week. Uh, blows my mind. So uh, thank you guys. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you a lot. And thank you for letting us kind of sit through these and think out loud. And yeah. And if anything else, like we always say, we don't always promise to have all the answers, but we hope that if anything else, if nothing else, it drives you to scripture mm. and it drives you to find the truth in God's word because that's where the truth is. Uh, a couple of announcements or just little things to let you know. We're the Remnant Church in Columbia City, Indiana. If you're somehow watching this and don't know where we're from, uh, we have the Facebook page clearly. You can click yes. on the top. Please like and follow. Um, we would love to have you be a part of what we're doing and we'd yes. love to encourage you so go help us out and you know how Facebook works the more likes we have the more people it reaches mm -hmm. we also have a website www.theremnant.life we've had some people ask about our beliefs and things like that all yep. you have to do is go to that website and click on beliefs and you can see where we stand on the issues um, also we do go live with Real Talk every Thursday so we'll be going mm -hmm. live this Thursday is it 9 again? um I'm not sure yet. We'll make a decision. We, might, we or, might go back to 8.30. 8.30 we'll or 9. We'll let you know. Yep. We'll keep you guys posted. Uh, and again, feel free to ask questions in the above uh, link. Yep. And we would love to uh, – we'll interact with those. We always mm. do. Uh, one other exciting bit of news. We keep saying it, but I want everyone to hear. We're going on the road with this show, man. That's the plan. Five states crazy. in a Five week. Five states. Um, <laughs> the plan – as of now, is to do a Real Talk Live every day from a different location mm -hmm. um, while we're also sort of asking questions and, and interacting with other believers across the states about a documentary that we're trying to get going. So a lot mm -hmm. of exciting things. We, we hope you guys will come with us on that journey too and be a part of that ministry and what we're doing. Yes. Other than that, I don't think I really have anything else. You got anything? Uh, I just appreciate you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's, it's one of those things where I'm just, I'm constantly reminded that, you know, there's people that, that are looking forward to this. And man, that's so encouraging to me. Absolutely. Know? So thank you guys again. Yeah, thanks so much. And uh, if, you, if this blessed you in any way or you enjoyed it, would you give it a like and a share? Because um, you never know who it'll reach. We've, yes. It's reached people you all across who, the country. Yeah, you'll Just, never know who needs to see it. So. Amen. So we appreciate you guys so much. We hope you have a great day and God bless you.